You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito. I'll be your host for the remainder of this hour. This is your show all about real estate. And I'm so happy to be here with you every single Sunday now, going on six years in January. Uh, I love real estate. I love meeting new clients, new people. And this show has been a fantastic way for us to give back to the local community and uh, to provide you with some timely and local information. Okay. A lot of the stuff we see in the news is either scare factor stuff or it is, uh, you know, it's not timely. You're seeing stuff a month or two months behind, you know, on the Spirito Team Real Estate Show. We pride ourselves in making sure you are up to date, just as if you were one of our clients. Super important. So we're covering buying and selling real estate, mainly residential. Here and there, we'll talk about commercial, but mainly residential. And we want to invite you to ask any questions you have on our off-air number. I'm actually gonna give you my cell phone number. Uh, this is my direct cell phone number. Feel free to write it down. You can call me anytime with questions. 401-359-2338. And I'll let you know that a couple times throughout the show. Again, 401-359-2338. Uh, and I love connecting with local people. Uh, and, and if you're also, if you're relocating out of state, if you don't have a real estate agent to speak with, in any of all 50 states here in the United States or actually anywhere around the world, they've got a network of top real estate professionals in the top 1% and you want that in this market, okay? You want someone that's savvy, you want someone that knows the listings that are coming on or, or has listings um, you know, that, that could be coming on and can get you what you want, right? That's what it's all about. So. Real estate market, let's let's jump in and talk about the local Rhode Island real estate market, what's happening here. If you follow me on social media, which I'd like to invite you to do, um, I, I, at facebook.com backslash Despirito team or link up with me on LinkedIn, Emilio Despirito the fourth. Um, basically what you're gonna see is you're gonna see videos and I put a video out there recently and a lot of people were pretty amazed by this. The median home price here in Rhode Island get this 17% over what it was last year at this time. That's intense. The median, well, let me, let me correct myself. The median single family home price in Rhode Island is 17% higher this year in 2020 than it was at this time last year in 2019. There are 47% fewer homes on the market. So it's like, that's crazy. Think about that for a second. So when people are like, why is the housing market booming so much? Why, what is going on? Like, aren't we in a pandemic? Yeah, we are. And what this pandemic has done is it had made people realize that they're probably in the wrong home. You know, a lot of people have actually increased their home sizes and uh, their, their backyards. They, they wanted larger homes. They wanted to move out of the cities and into the suburbs. I got to tell you, we've got an influx, an influx of people moving from Boston and New York and Chicago and California into Rhode Island, the Midwest as well. You know, pe people are just, they're, they're sick and tired of living in these large cities 
and paying insane amounts of money per square foot on their housing. And Rhode Island, if, if your agent knows how to seek out those buyers, is seeing just such a tremendous amount of activity and people willing to spend top dollar because they're getting a better bang for their buck here in the ocean state, right? Some of the houses here in Rhode Island that are selling at 500, 600, 700,000, 2 million, you know, might be double the price when you're looking in Boston um, or New York. And it's just, it's, it's tough to get what you want in those places. Never mind the fact that there's just limited availability for larger homes, larger condos, larger everything. So when we look at Rhode Island, we're like, wow, how do we, how do we compete with that lifestyle in, in New York City, let's say? Well, it's easy. We've got, we've got listings at places like the residences in, in Providence, right? So the residences, my team, we've got four listings there right now. You go there, you walk in the door, you've got the concierge service. These guys, you know, they, they open the door for you. It's all New York style. They'll, they'll bring up your mail, they'll walk your dogs, they'll bring your, you know, they'll, they'll bring your food up for you. If you get takeout, if you need them to run to a store, they'll run the store for you. You better tip them heavy, I would imagine. Um, valet parking, you know, when we're not in COVID. Um, they'll bring you dry cleaning up. So, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. We have these services here in Rhode Island. You just got to know where to find the buyers that want them and where to find those places. So that's one example. Now, another example too is the suburbs are booming, right? And, and, and rural areas are booming because you have people that are like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of all the restrictions. I'm sick and tired of all the risk, sick and tired of all the violence, all the crap going on in cities. I want to get out and I want some serenity. So they're coming here, you know, they're, they're getting oceanfront properties or they're getting a property in Foster or Gloucester or anywhere, North Smithfield, um, you know, East Greenwich, uh, anywhere. I mean, even our communities with tighter neighborhoods, lots like, like Warwick, right? We've got some areas where you got 5,000 square foot lots, 10,000 square foot lots. That's, those are large compared to some other areas, you know, where you have no yard or where you have no personal space. So again, the, the things are changing. The dynamics of, um, of real estate are changing. People are working from home. The demands of consumers are changing right now. It might not always last like this. You know, I can tell you that's it's definitely not going to always last like this, where we have a very limited supply of homes. I and mean, when you think about it, we have half as many houses on the market this year as last year. Um, that that can't that that can't stay like this forever. No way. Um, but you know, you get a big demand for people buying houses. So what I don't understand here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why there's so many sellers on the sidelines. I'll tell you what they tell me because you're probably thinking it. I'll tell you what they tell me. So um, when I'm talking with people that have homes to sell, they're part of the conundrum, right? They're part of it because they say, well, I'm, I'm afraid I won't find a home to buy. Yeah, but I get it. But there's contingencies you can put in place. And if everyone that had a house to sell went on the market, there wouldn't be that situation where there are no homes to buy. So 
let me tell you how we're solving this problem for our clients. And it's super simple, super simple because all of our clients find homes. Okay. You know, for, for the most part, right? We, we have a couple clients that are looking for something super specific and even in a normal market would have a hard time finding it. But literally all of our clients with reasonable expectations are finding homes. So they place their home on the market. We get them top dollar in most cases. We also buy them time because keep in mind, you're the seller, you're wearing the pants, you're in control, right? You are in control right now. And, you know, providing your house is turnkey and priced right and ready to rock and roll, we can negotiate terms in your favor, which allow you to find suitable housing. Now, there's going to be a certain point where buyers are going to say, hey, look, I want to get in the house sooner than later, 90 days, 120 days. But let me tell you something. When you have a team of six, seven, eight people, like the Despirito team pushing and helping you find what you want, calling off-market properties, calling the for sale by owners, people who are listed before who haven't sold, people in our database who are just like you, who need to find something to buy before they sell, et cetera, we can make this work and we have. I want you to use my phone number. I want you to call me if you're in this situation where you want to sell, but you're afraid to do it, we're gonna talk you off the ledge here and we're gonna show you how we're doing this for all of our clients. 401-359-2338. Take advantage of this market. It's a fantastic opportunity. I don't know that we're ever gonna see anything like this again with interest rates so low where you can actually sell your smaller home, you can upgrade, okay? Or maybe you wanna downsize and downsize your, your, your payments, your liability. You could do that too. You know, cash out big right now while there's no homes on the market. And don't be that person that waits and says like, hey, oh no, I, I missed it. I should have listened to Emilio. I missed it. Like, it's insane. It's, it, it, it just, it is insane. If I had a home to sell right now, I would sell it. We need houses here in Rhode Island. So there's not enough houses, guys. Let's get, let's get some houses on the market. 401 359-2338. We got a great show for you today. We have, we're talking 1031 exchanges. We're going to go in the ins and outs of the 1031 exchanges. We're also talking about, uh, we're talking with Ted Tapuzis. He's an attorney about the amount of people who missed mortgage payments. That's going to be another potential indicator of prices, maybe in a couple of years, kind of dipping off a little bit, leveling off. We don't know. Let's hear what Ted has to say. And then, of course, our top five events happening in Rhode Island. Stay tuned. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're here for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, uh, and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got a great guest on today with us. We've got Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. Um, Ted and I were just talking off air, and uh, there's been millions and millions of uh, housing payments, mortgage payments that have been missed. And, you know, before we bring Ted on, I want to let you know this gentleman 
is an attorney that works directly with the banks uh, in addition to uh, you know everyday consumers buying and selling real estate but does a number of foreclosures so he's really in tune with the market and he has an office here in warwick uh, warwick rhode island as well as out in florida and is licensed as well in mass so this is somebody that has an extensive background and um, ted it's always a pleasure having you on the show with us today thanks amelia i appreciate it it's always a pleasure to be here um, well, I, uh, I, I felt like it was, uh, it was good timing to talk a little bit about this. I mean, you know, it's, I know, uh, you know, talking about bad news is not always, uh, you know, something that, uh, uh that you want to talk about, but, um, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I mean, I think we have to talk a little bit about it. Um, you know, it, it comes, uh, at the heels of, um, you know, discussion of whether or not there's going to be another, um, uh, you know, a stimulus package, uh, passed and, and, you know, and then, you know, there's, there's, you know, I think, I think it may be an important thing to, to, to consider. I mean, I'm sure that, uh, you know, smarter people are working on it right now, but, um, but I, uh, I, I did, and I, and I, I, um, um, because of what I do, I do a lot of uh, foreclosure related work, um, you know, involved in the default, uh, um, uh, industry for many years since, uh, since the, uh, the mid nineties. And um, so I, I get, um, you know, uh, publications uh, that are sent to me on a daily basis about, you know, trends and, and, uh, and, and uh, things that are happening in, in, in the real estate world, um, you know, uh, real time. And, um, and, you know, there's a couple articles I wanted to, to discuss. The first one was, um, and it really probably doesn't come at much of a surprise, but uh, foreclosure starts... Um, meaning that uh, um, foreclosures, filing of new foreclosures, have been um, probably at a historical low, um, meaning uh, for, thir for Q3, um, which is kind of strange to think that, but it also isn't because um, you have to realize like where, where all this is coming from. Um, the, uh, the, um, both um, the, uh, the federal government and the state governments have uh, moratoriums that they've, uh, they've they've imposed to um, curb or, or, or hold off on uh, evictions and foreclosures from taking place. So we compared to last year at this time are probably like, you know, 80% less um, foreclosure related work um, today than, than it was a year ago. Um, but, um, you know, the other article I, I, uh, I wanted to bring to your attention, which we talked about offline, was that um, the last quarter, um, there were millions of people that have missed both rent payments and mortgage payments. Um, you know, a couple months in a row um, is what they're saying. And they, 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 they drill a little bit into the, um, the, uh, the localities, you know, um, you know, yeah. New York is definitely one of those places where New York, New Jersey, the, the you know, the uh, uh, tri-state area um, that's really been impacted a lot because of, uh, you know, people, um, you know, not wanting to stay in a, in a you know, real populous area like that. But we it's really affecting. Last What's that? It's so funny. You said, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's so funny you just said that, Ted. We were just talking about how people were moving out of New York area and moving to Rhode Island. So even here, I'm, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so glad you said that, but go, go on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you know, the article was in pretty interesting because um, it was just uh, explaining that, uh, you know, you, what you, what you see is that uh, 
people are defaulting on their car loans um, and defaulting on, uh, you know, like, you know, student loans and things like this. And that's usually the precursor from, um, you know, a default um, that's, that's going to happen on the, on the mortgage because, you know, people don't want to lose their home. That's, that's the, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, they, that, that's the place where they live. I mean, they'll probably let a, a car go um, or a, um, an investment property go before they let, of course, their home go, you know, so yeah. as the last resort. Um, but, uh, but there have been, um, you know, the, the, the article was just discussing about how um, it's been, I think it's $8.3 billion of default at the moment. So it's a lot of um, payments that are missed, and uh, and you know we're, it's probably a little bit too soon to tell like what you know what the true ramifications are. Just because um, you know the, all these servicers have been uh, willing to give um, everyone uh, you know a little leeway, you know, for obvious reasons for COVID and and uh, and you know both at the direction of the local governments and at the direction of the federal government, um, you know, and so. You know, people have taken advantage of that, and uh, yeah. but you know, it's it's you know, you need to know. You have to be um, transparent about it that that this is uh, booming. So so, and by the way, if you're just joining us, uh, Ted Tapuzis uh, with Tapuzis and Associates is on the line with us. He runs a um, a law firm here in Rhode Island as well as Florida, and is licensed in Massachusetts. He focuses on real estate law. And, and also uh, foreclosures, in addition, works uh, with uh, many banks and has um, been in the business since the early uh, mid-90s uh, working on foreclosures. So he's telling us about um, some things that are happening. And, 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 and Ted, I've got a couple questions for you. So sure. from, from what I understand, it looks like we are at the lowest level of foreclosures pretty much on record. Um, and do you have a percentage? Is that like 1% of the market, 1.9%? Is it, do you, do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, let me see if I have um, stats. I know that Rhode Island is one of the, one of the, uh, you know, uh, one of the lower um, markets in, in the country um, in terms of uh, foreclosures. They yeah. have been for a while now. I mean, probably since, uh, you know, things have, have slowed down um, since probably the, uh, 2009, 2010, um, uh, you know, uh, height. Um, but uh, yeah, for, you know, foreclosure rates, let me see, I got an article right here. Um, um, our foreclosures, to... while you're looking for that, our foreclosures are down here in the area. I mean, down 80% from last year, which is which is really good. But, but Ted is also, you know, like we were talking about last segment, he is on top of, of the daily, you know, newsletters that are coming out in our industry and he knows and he's seeing this and, and they're talking about how millions of mortgage payments were missed over the past several months and mm -hmm. what that could imply, um, you know, if, if things don't change is that we may see an increase in, in, in foreclosures. And, and as a real estate agent, I know whenever you have areas that are impacted by not one or two, but, but of several foreclosures, and those are the only quote unquote comps in the area that will uh, impact, uh, you know, values. People's, people's values. But I don't want our listeners to get scared here. And I just want to no. make another point before, uh, you know, but I, I, I want you to know something that appraisers don't go out there and necessarily say, hey, look, there's a foreclosure on your street. We're going to use that as a comp because when your home is, is well taken care of, when your home is not distressed, 
A, it's not a fire sale, okay? So you're not selling it at a low price. B, it probably doesn't need all the work that a foreclosure needs because if people aren't paying their bills, they're not maintaining the property, okay? So when you have the right real estate agent, they're gonna be able to know how to price your property and sell your property appropriately and also work with an appraiser to make sure to get you the highest value with the right comps. Not all appraisers are the same. Not all appraisers, I think, are, are good at what they do. A lot of them are, but not all. And they'll go in and, and they can make a mistake. And that's where your agent needs to come in and say, hey, look, you can't do this. You got to use this, this, this comp because that makes more sense. Yeah, that's right, Emilio. I think, I think it's important to see that um, and have the right team together, um, you know, because you, you need to have have the right team to, to, to navigate you through it's you know buying and selling a home is not something you do on a regular basis unless you're an investor you know so yeah. or you're an agent um so you definitely need to make these decisions with uh, the right counsel you know yeah um you know just to give you an example um as of october 6th um we've got uh, and i'm reading something from the from the article it's 2.97 million homeowners um that have forbearance plans um uh, that that are um, that are forbearing their payments, you know, for uh, uh, with their with their servicers. Um, you know, so that's down a little bit from um, you know the height of the uh, like in the April um, uh, when when in mid April when um, you know the uh, all the news came out with uh, with COVID and everything yeah. else and all the closures, but it's still pretty high. Um, and uh, and we've got it says here another um, 800,000 forbearances reaching the end of the six, their, their six month forbearance plan um, yeah. in the next 30 days. Wow. So you can see that's a lot, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, stretch that out over the country. I mean, it's, you know, it's not all happening right here. So that's the, so your point is well taken yeah. that, um, that you have to, you know, take it um, in that in perspective that, um, you know, we probably have some, but we don't, it's not all foreclosures and don't rush out the door to, but, but it's maybe if you're looking to sell your place, you know, you might want to consider, you know, doing it at a, at a height of the, the height of the market, as opposed to a market that's going to get impacted with, uh, you know, uh, properties like this, you know, uh, hitting the market. Well, in how long, I mean, probably the next logical question would be like, what would, you know, what's the timing of this? Um, you know, I mean, it's, knowing that um, we are now at the moment, um, as I just mentioned at the start, uh, at a low point in terms of foreclosure filings, um, you know, we're probably good. these things take time to, uh, you know, between notices of default getting sent out to a, a customer, to a borrower, um, you know, to the actual starting of the foreclosure, setting the foreclosure sale, um, you know, it can take a little bit of time, three to six months. Um, you know, is not an unheard of um, estimate, especially longer. in a non-judicial state like we have here. Yeah, so, longer in some cases too. I sometimes mean, I, longer, sure. I know people that have, have lived in a house for a year, two years without making mortgage payments, which is, oh, yeah. insane, you know, yeah. so we, we, it, we could be looking at 20, you know, 22 as, as the time where things are kind of different. Um, you know, I'm looking at all the economists that I follow, Ted, and they're saying that 2021 is supposed to be a really another great year of appreciation in real estate. And I think maybe this time next year, I think we're going to start to see some changes yeah. potentially, you know. That so, makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably like in line with, uh, with um, the, the, uh, the, the, the data that we're seeing today. 
you know, with the for, it takes time to go from a forbearance to a foreclosure. Yeah. You know, not, a, not it's not a uh, it's it's not a light switch. Yeah, no, but I think you're you're, you're right on. I mean, I know you're right on with the the time frame and uh, people in the filings and everything else. So I think in order to get there, though, I think yeah, we could probably be you know anywhere from six months to a year before we start seeing those numbers in, increase. Um, but wow, thank you so much, uh, Ted. Yeah, you're welcome. With Tapuzas and Associates. Um, Ted, I'm going to give you a call later on today. We'll chat and uh, thank you so much for being here again. Sounds good. Ted with Thanks, Emilio. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you for bringing your expertise to the table. You guys, give us any questions you have off air. We'll connect you with Ted if you'd like. 401 359 2338. 401 359 2338. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920, 1047 FM, and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Desperado, the host for the remainder of your hour. This show is all about real estate. So buying, selling, investing, whatever it may be, we're bringing on some pros in all different facets of real estate to educate us in a timely and appropriate manner. This is not the mainstream media, which is out to scare you. This is real deal real estate. So thanks for being here. We've got on two special guests with us today. I'm really excited to have them on because quite often you hear us mentioning a 1031 exchange, right? So we're going to talk with these folks about 1031 Exchange. This is their niche business. There are very few people who run practices that do this business, and they are right here out of Rhode Island. They're here with us today. We've got Joe and Barbara Ackaway with the Rhode Island 1031 Exchange Company, LLC. Thank you so much for being here, Joe and Barbara. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You know, so 1031 exchange is something that I think is one of the best ways for Americans to leverage real estate and to, to, you know, have a nine to five job even, right? They can have a nine to five job. They could leverage real estate. They can continue buying up and up and up and deferring out the tax, uh, you know, that the tax liability is on a property and, and really capitalize on using and leveraging their money. So let's let's back that statement I just made up because some people are probably lost. Joe and Barbara, can you let us know what, first off, what a 1031 exchange is? Sure. Uh, a 1031 follows a provision of the tax code that allows property investors to defer the capital gains tax they would normally owe when they're selling property, as long as they roll the proceeds into more investment property. Okay. Got it. So that's the basics of it, but Within that, there's a lot of rules and regulations to follow. Of course there is. So now, so let me ask you this. So recently in the news, um, and, and I'm not going to make this political at all. I'm just looking at facts. Joe Biden recently stated that he wants to get rid of the 1031 exchange. They're basically pushing it as a quote unquote loophole for the rich. Now, as people that are in 1031 exchanges and focus on this and do this for a living, are all of your clients the wealthiest people in the world? Or do you see a huge chunk of, of, of everyday Americans leveraging this? What, what do you see? The bulk of our clients actually are um, more of the low to middle income clients. We see, you know, we have a lot of mom and pops who have owned 
uh, multiple uh, units in one socket, say, and you know, over the years they've acquired these assets and, and they're looking to divest themselves of those and maybe get into something a little bit more passive, that type of thing. We do have some higher dollar clients, of course. Sure. That's not the bulk of our clientele. Now, isn't that funny? Now, now you're out of Rhode Island. You're the only company I know of in Rhode Island that actually focuses on helping people with 1031 exchanges. Is there, is, is there any others or is it just, just you? Uh, there aren't really any others that are local and um, accessible. There are online firms uh, people can use, but when it comes to something as sensitive as a, an exchange, it's, we see the value in face-to-face -face meeting our clients and letting them know they're in good hands. Yeah, there are some uh, uh, law firms that would do 1031s as an ancillary part of their business. Uh, but as far as a company that uh, focuses 100% of their uh, time on 1031 exchanges locally, we're the only company that does that. Okay, perfect. And, and I know a lot of people here in Rhode Island, we like dealing with people with a 401 phone number. But the, the point that I wanted to make here was, I love that you're hyper-local because you are seeing what's happening here in Rhode Island. You mentioned the community, Barbara. You mentioned community like OneSocket. Now, OneSocket, without a doubt, has, you know, has, has its, its pluses and minuses. And when you take away uh, investors going in, working on fixing the community up and taking, rolling over tax-deferred money, again, your typical blue-collar, nine-to-five workers that are investing their money, growing their American dream, when you take this, um, you know, quote unquote loophole for the wealthy away from blue collar people, you're hurting our communities and you're devastating the housing market. And people don't realize the implications that could come when you get rid of the 1031 exchange. In your mind, in, in your, you know, what do you think would happen if they got rid of the 1031 exchange? Well, we're expecting that more and more people would just hold on to the property. Yep. And, and, you know, not sell because they'd be losing such a large chunk of their investment to taxes. So it would really weigh heavily on the decision on whether or not they would sell, which would mean, you know, the property's not being improved, if you will. Typically, when a person purchases property, they put money into it. They keep a lot of the local contractors busy and yeah. that type of thing. So that, that's what we're hearing. And what we believe would happen is that fewer people would want to sell. Every time a property, go, according to a stat that I heard some time ago from the National Association of Realtors, every property that turns, every time a property sells, it brings in about $60,000 to the local economy. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're taking away the 1031 exchange, and, and I don't know the amount of 1031 exchanges that happen here in Rhode Island, you would know better than I. Um, you know, you think about that. Multiply that number by 60,000 on average. Yeah. You have just gut punched the Rhode Island economy, never mind the, the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you had mentioned um, that they're referring to it as a loophole, but it's really far from that. Uh, it goes back to 1921 in the code, and there was that intent with the factors you mentioned, the, the benefits to the economy and keeping the housing market as liquid as it can be, and uh, for all those reasons, and it encourages reinvesting uh, domestically, so it's it's really being miscategorized to call it a loophole. Yeah, and you know what's so funny about it, Joe, is that when you really look at a 1031 exchange, it's not a way of getting out of taxes. The government is gonna get their taxes. They're actually 
increasing their opportunity. They're kicking the can down the road and they're saying, hey, listen, they're going to take this hundred thousand dollar uh, this hundred thousand where we would get in the state of Rhode Island between federal and Rhode Island 21,000 uh, in, in capital gains. We're going to take that. We're going to kick that down the road until it's a million dollars. Now they're going to get 210,000, 15% federal, 6% Rhode Island. Correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, with the 1031, your, your tax obligation gets rolled into the replacement property and you can continue to do that uh, with um, successive 1031 exchanges. Fantastic. And there, you know, there's one other thing too that people got to take consideration. Barbara, I think you said it, the contractors that are coming out doing the work. These are people that are making money, people living here in the community that, you know, uh, aside from that, you've got the real estate agents, you've got the bankers, you've got the, uh, the, the, the appraisers, you've got the um, home inspectors, you've got the, the, the plumbers, the electricians. Um, there's 52 or so people involved in a transaction, okay? When you start hitting all these local people and, and, and dismantling opportunities like the 1031 exchange, I think the implications are, are really like, we, we don't even realize how bad those, those implications can be. And uh, again, as somebody who came from a blue collar family, uh, and, and who's really working my way up to achieve my American success story, okay, as many other wonderful people are, I think anybody that goes in and, and doesn't understand the implications of, of, of tax law and really, uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's crazy talk, you know. Again, not trying to be political here. Uh, I'm an independent. I don't care which way you roll, um, but at the end of the day, that's crazy. Yeah. Any, any last uh, thoughts, anything you'd want to share on 1031 exchanges before, before we go? Well, there, just that the, there are a lot of technicalities to a 1031 exchange. So what we would ask is if anybody is, you know, if, if this has piqued anyone's interest and they would like to find out more about an exchange and how it works, if they would just reach out to us and, um, you know, we're, we're always happy to talk to uh, anybody about exchanges. Yeah, anyone? Uh, investment property should at least be aware of how they up how they work and uh, it, it can be one of the most powerful tools for them if they're continuing to implement it yeah yeah absolutely and you know so so how do they find you guys I know your company is Rhode Island 1031 exchange company how do they find you yeah we have a website ri 1031 exchange.com and uh, each of our email addresses is I'm Joe at ri 1031 exchange.com and, and I'm Barbara at ri1031exchange.com. And my cell is best, and we're happy to give it out. It's 401-474-3545. And again, always happy to talk to anybody about 1031s. All right, perfect. And we'll have to have you guys back on the, the show because there's a lot that I really want to discuss yeah. with you as well. And there's so much to cover with this. Uh, good stuff. So Joe and Barbara with Rhode Island 1031 Exchange Company, LLC. Thank you guys so much. You've done a wonderful job for me personally, as well as many people in uh, my network. And uh, let's keep this American dream of, uh, of, of, of leveraging the housing market alive and well, folks. Stay tuned. We've got another uh, great couple of guests coming on the show with us. Uh, stay tuned. This is News Radio 920, 1047 FM's The Spirito Team Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. We've got our favorite events calendar website and coordinator on the line with us. That's Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Always a ton of great things happening here in our communities. And Jen's going to go over the top five events we have happening here in Rhode Island. Again, brought to you by riblogger.com. Jen, thanks. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So we have a few more Halloween events. Oh, good. Yeah, bring it. It comes and goes so fast. So um, if you haven't been to United Skates of America, it's a great time. And they're doing a family Halloween costume um, skate night. It's Friday, October 30th. And there's two times. You can go 4 to 6.30 or 7 to 9.30. It's $12.99 per person. Um, and I, it's cheaper if you're not skating. I forgot what it is. I think it's $5.99. And then rentals are extra. Um, but there'll be a costume contest, games, arcade, laser tag, um, rock climbing, ice cream, pizza, glow sticks. So all kinds of Halloween fun, a great family night out and, and you, you know, really get to the Halloween spirit. Awesome. Also Saturday, October 31st at Pierce Memorial Field in East Providence is um, from three to six. It's the Towny Ween <laughs> Halloween Motorcade, which uh, long story short that I've deciphered that that means a Halloween car parade. So it starts at, um, it, it goes from the Riverside Middle School and it ends at the Pierce Field. And when you get there, um, everybody's car will be decorated and there'll be treats for the kids and decorations and just a Halloween theme going on. So if you want to decorate your car for Halloween, which is the new kind of fun idea, um, you can do that and then do the parade around and then end up at the Pierce Field. This is uh, October 31st and November 1st. You can do a haunted boozy boat tour. Um, either 5 to 6.15 or 6.30 to 7.45 uh, with the East, uh, with the Riverboat, Providence Riverboat Company. Um, it's celebrating Day of the Dead on the 30, I'm sorry, on November 1st and then the 31st Halloween theme. Um, there'll be drinks served, complimentary adult beverages, so it's 21 plus and it's 75 minutes so you can uh, explore all the um, not so departed guests in Providence. Sweet. Um, oh, so it's a full moon on Halloween, which I'm really excited about. So Saturday, October 31st, um, the super moon viewing will be at Weekapog Inn in Westerly from 5.30 to 6.30. So you can sit out there on the deck, um, have a glass of sparkling wine, and enjoy the beautiful super moon. So, I mean, Halloween and a super moon coming together. So exciting. It is. And last but not least, um, at the Rats Gallery on Halloween, they'll be doing a Halloween party out in the back. So it'll be safe distance. Everybody will be wearing masks as well as Halloween masks. And there'll be um, live music, a costume contest drinks and the burger bar will be open and there'll be prizes for uh, different costume categories. Wow, that sounds awesome. The, the riverboat cruise in Providence has definitely piqued my interest. We're actually considering going out as a, a team next week and um, we might have to look into that. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm always like, I haven't actually done it yet, um, but it's always something I keep thinking about doing. Awesome. Good stuff, Jennifer. Thank you. Guys, check out riblogger.com. You can go ahead and submit your events as well as uh, sign up and be one of the businesses in there in her directory. Find out more. Contact Jennifer at uh, riblogger.com. Jennifer, thanks so much again for being here and enjoy your week. Thank you. You too. Have a great week. All right. So on the line with us, we've got Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. And we're talking about the seller home inspection report 
and how it's going to get you a better offer nearly every single time. Um, and, and Mike, I've got a couple questions for you with this one as well, but uh, welcome back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, Mike. Mike, you know, I have a lot of realtors. We use the home, the pre-list home inspection report all the time, right? We, we know it works. We have a lot of realtors yeah. that are skeptical on it, but, but let me, you know, feel free to, I want you to go ahead and, and tell us your thoughts on it. And then I've got some questions for you. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get why some of the, the old school mentality, like we don't want to find a bunch of stuff wrong with our house and then try to sell it for the most amount of money that we can. I mean, I, I kind of get that way uh, of thinking a little bit and I understand maybe where it came from historically, but it's really a backwards way to do things. Yeah. So, you know, what we started doing several years back and a lot of your sellers use us for the pre-list home inspection service where we do the inspection ahead of time and get the information out there. And yeah. the, the, the best thing for a seller is to know the information first. I've always said that having the information as early on in the process is to your benefit and to get a transparent disclosure out there to the buyers so that everything goes smooth. The, the worst part about a home selling process, if you're a seller and I've sold property, I know you've sold, well, you've sold property and helped sell property for customers and everything like that is that, uh, that, that fear that we have the house on the market, we got an offer, we accepted the offer, these people are going to buy the house. And then the home inspection process is totally out of your control. It's like a mysterious process. You're going to leave. You're going to let these people come into your house for a couple of hours. And what is going to happen? Is the seller going to all of a sudden get a list of requests from a potential buyer for tens of thousands of dollars? And, it, you know, are you now going to have to make that hard decision? Am I going to reduce the price of my house? Am I going to bring in a bunch of people to do repairs that my house may or may not really need just because the seller's now requested it because now we're this far into the process. Am I going to walk and tell the sellers no and then put my house back on the market and risk not getting that same number, you know, on a secondary offer from another buyer, you know, going forward. And then I'm going to have carrying costs. I'm going to keep my house for a little bit. Maybe the house I'm trying to buy falls through because it delays my sale of this house and all these things make people stress out about the home inspection process. Yeah. So to me, do the inspection as the seller. I know it costs a few hundred dollars. I get that. Get that honest disclosure out there. And right now, the way the market is, where you're seeing almost every house is in a multiple offer type of situation where you have people bidding on the house and it's super aggressive, that inspection report now, maybe more so even than in years past, is going to yield a lot of times an offer where the buyer is going to waive their inspection because it's, it's just the, the pickings are slim right now. The inventory is low. People want to get that house. You're giving them an inspection report from a good home inspector. And now you're going to get somebody that's probably going to make an offer on that house with that report as their inspection and they're going to waive it. So now what happens is you have your offer. You got no uh, baloney, if you will, that's going to happen after the inspection because everything is already predetermined. And the whole process is smoothed out, stress-free. You know that that high offer that you get is going to be the offer. You don't have to worry about that disingenuous high offer where they are just planning on uh, cutting it down with a bunch of crazy requests after the inspection. So you, the, the seller, it's a no-brainer to do the inspection. Yeah, well said, Mike. 100%. So Sorry to ramble like that. No, 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 no <laughs> ramble. I, dude, I was like, yes, yes, you're hitting all the points. 
Uh, and you said it right because Mike, we, we track this and out of all of our listings, out of, uh, we, we did 115 listings we took and out of those 81% of people listen to us on preparation, pricing, pre-list home inspection, and um, they sold their homes for 5% higher uh, list price to sale price than the 19% who did not take our uh, advice. Now keep in mind that does not even include the cost of repairs for the bottom line. There's probably literally a, a eight percent or so difference in in there. Um, that's huge. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big number. I mean, I, I have a perfect example. Please. Recently, I had a customer call us for a. Uh, to inspect the house that they're going to purchase. Now they had had us inspect the house that they purchased uh, previously, and they actually got the report from the sellers. And this is an old house, uh, like like 300 years old. So it's got some crookedness to it. All those old houses kind of do, you know. Yeah. Um, so we evaluated the foundation. It's not. It, we didn't think that it was going to be an issue where it was going to continue to move or shift. Everything looked solid. It was just a little crooked because it's 300 years old. The previous inspector before us thought the same thing. So these guys took that report and they put it out there and uh, the sellers chose to do their own home inspection anyway, but the buyers were informed. They had, they had our information. Um, they even went so far as to bring in a structural engineer just to make sure that everything was solid and it was, but that's fine. The buyers asked them for, get ready for this, $50,000 off of the original offer to fix a wall that they say was structurally compromised, and it really wasn't. It was just, it wasn't straight anymore, but it was fine. Now, if these people didn't do their homework, they might get blindsided with this and actually cut the price down, maybe not by 50, but, but tens of thousands of dollars it could have cost them. You know. And they, if a buyer, I'm sorry, if a seller didn't do an inspection or have people look at that ahead of time, now you're, you're kind of at the mercy. And that, that's a tough call to make right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But because they had the information ahead of time, they told the people, no, we've checked into this. We've had professionals look at it. It's fine. Turns out the people buying the house took, the, uh, took their initial offer and just kept it. And they continued to buy the house without taking that type of discount off of the price because yeah. the seller was informed. Yeah. Perfect. Well said, Mike. And, and more times than not, when we have a full-blown home inspection report, pre-list home inspection report, where we cover the mechanicals, so the heating systems, the electrical systems, you know, the, 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 the AC, the structure, the, which should be the foundation, the roof, the walls, everything, uh, and, and, and pest control and all that. Uh, when, when we hit all of those radon, uh, septic, well, there's buyers, it takes the wind out of buyer's sales. And in Rhode Island, buyers have 10 business days to pull out of an agreement for any which reason at all, which goes with the inspections if they're quote unquote not satisfied. So what we do is we show the buyers this report upfront uh, and we use Patriot Home Inspections uh, for most of this. And, 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 and then they look through it. It's, it's a very extensive report. And then they figure out, hey, you know what? Let's negotiate repairs right now. All right, so we negotiate repairs. They're reasonable. They make sense. Sellers agree, buyers agree, and then boom, we get an agreement for those. They waive the rest of inspections. Now we've just taken out so much uncertainty, so much time-consuming waste, and we went with the right offer. There's other situations where buyers just waive inspections all right together. And then one last situation I want to tell you is when we tell the sellers, hey, listen, this 
this, this, and this, all these three items will make your home not pass for FHA, VA, and Rhode Island housing financing. And we need to get those fixed in order to get 100% of the buyers out of the market versus only say 50% of the buyers in the market. So uh, Mike, sure. I really, really love the value you and Patriot Home Inspections bring to the table and appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, you know, remember, in, in this market, you cannot give the buyers all the power. You gotta get that information first. It's it's huge, huge, huge. Absolutely. Homeinspectorri.com. Great stuff, Mike. Thanks again for being here with us. Enjoy your day. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Take it easy. You're welcome. You too. Awesome. What a great show today. You're welcome. Bye-bye. What a great show today. I'd like to thank Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates as well as Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections, Joe and Barbara Ackaway with Rhode Island 1031 Exchange Company, LLC, Jennifer Jaber with RhodeIslandBlogger.com, Jack, our, our, um, our producer here, Bill, our station manager of the Desperado team, and all of our listeners making this the most listened to and watched uh, program on real estate here in Southern New England. Thank you very much. Stay tuned next week. We're going to have so much more for you. We'll see you then.